What's up, guys, and welcome along to another episode of Telecast PH, the Telework PH business process outsourcing podcast, a podcast dedicated to breaking through the cultural barriers and changing the way we look at outsourcing to the Philippines. I'm BizDev Jeff, your host. I'm the business development manager for Telework PH. Thank you so much for joining, and as always, a special thank you to all who have been listening and following my content on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. And if you haven't yet and you want to find me on those platforms, all you have to do is search BizDev Jeff. Connect with me and I will show you how outsourcing some of the non-core aspects of your business, like customer support or back office operations or even a personal VA, can open up a whole new world for you. And in return, you'll be helping our mission to make an impact on poverty in the Philippines. Right, so on to today's guest. What if I told you that you can go to the upcoming holiday office parties, drink as much as you want, and not wake up with a hangover? Well, that's exactly what my guest in this episode has made possible. I had a conversation with microbiologist and founder of Zbotics, Zach Abbott. Now, over there at uh, Zbotics, they have formulated a probiotic drink that, with a, a little bit of pre-planning, you can indulge in your favorite alcoholic beverages at that office party and bypass the after effects the next morning. Now, this is just the Pioneer Project over there at Zbotics. They're also working on other areas where microbiology can play a huge role and make an impact on health and wellness. And Zach explains about that and a whole lot more. Let's listen in. Hey, Zach, how's it going? Thanks for being here. Yeah, good. Thanks for having me, man. Great to, great to chat with you about this. Oh, yeah, this is going to be a fun. It's going to be a unique one. I, I, I can already <laughs> tell. It's going to be unique. So you want to just go ahead and jump right in and just and tell us what you're all about and, and uh, what you got going on there? Sure, absolutely. So um, my name is Zach Abbott. Uh, I'm uh, uh, CEO and, and co-founder of Zbiotics. Um, and at Zbiotics, we make uh, genetically engineered probiotics. Um, and I can talk more about what that is, but that's the high level of what we do. Um, uh, brief background on me. I did uh, a PhD in microbiology at the University of Michigan, um, but I'm originally from California. Um, and uh, I've had you know, several years of experience doing research um, before uh, starting Zbiotics. Um, and then I, in, back in 2016, um, I started Zbiotics with the idea that we could take these good, so probiotics are good, safe bacteria that you can eat, um, that um, could potentially have some sort of benefit for you uh, or your gut or your microbiome, which is the community of microbes that live in your gut. Um, and uh, the idea was that we could take these probiotic bacteria, these good, safe bacteria that you already eat, and then with genetic engineering, um, build in some additional function that might be beneficial. Um, and so, and, and provide some level of reliability, um, and, and, uh, and a benefit that people could sort of, you know, hold on to or grasp. So, um, you know, the idea here is that like, essentially what I learned in my PhD was that, and, and it was something that truly amazed me is that basically any biological function that exists on the planet, we can program into a bacteria using genetic engineering, which is amazing. Um, uh, that, that is amazing. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it was really just this, this thing. And we, and I think the scientific community sometimes 
takes that for granted, um, you know, because I, I would do this every day during my PhD. And, um, and, and then, you know, it, it just occurred to me, though, that like, there are so many cool things, so many cool ways we could leverage this beyond how it's, how it's traditionally thought of. Um, and um, so I thought, you know, what if we were to program in a biological function into a probiotic bacteria and have it be something that people could sort of engage with in their sort of everyday healthy lives. And I thought there are so many things that could satisfy sort of that statement. And so I got to, to thinking and I listed out a, a list of a lot of different stuff we could possibly do or that, that I can maybe start with for this tech. And, and that, you know, I narrowed it down and uh, to, to a short list of things that I could, I thought I could, I could technically do like do that the, the technology was suited for and that I was capable of doing and, and that people might find interesting. And I started asking around and, and one thing, you know, and asking people that I'd be interested in and whatever. And, and one thing kind of ended up falling out as a really clear kind of area that people's kind of eyes, like, you know, bugged out a little bit and seemed really interested. And, and it felt like a good place to start. And that was around um, acetaldehyde and acetaldehyde is this toxic byproduct of alcohol metabolism. And it's responsible for some of kind of the worst uh, next day effects you might feel after having one or, you know, having a few drinks. Um, and so the idea was that if we could engineer a bacteria to help you deal with that acetaldehyde, that toxic byproduct, then, you know, you could feel better the next day um, after you, maybe after you went out and had some drinks with your friends at a happy hour or something. And so uh, everybody seemed like that was a really fun idea. It was something that people could really understand and, and try for themselves. And there was this very like visceral readout. And so I thought, you know, this would be a great place to start. It'd be fun. It grabs people's attention and it gives people the chance to engage with a new technology, not in a situation where, you know, they have a disease and they're being, it's being prescribed to them by a doctor, but in a situation where they're just sort of, you know, making normal, healthy adult decisions. Um, and so, so that was the idea. So that's where we started. So uh, in 2016, I started with that um, as sort of like a, the first proof of concept. And I just started building it in the lab. Um, and then I was able to build a prototype um, and <laughs> get a few test runs myself and, uh, and was, was pretty happy <laughs> with the results. Uh, and so then, you know, started expanding out and do some beta testing and as well as starting to work on um, bringing this product to market. And so, um, you know, I'll spare you all the nitty gritty details, but um, it was definitely challenging because it is actually, so we were able to successfully launched this product in 2019. So almost exactly a year ago in August of 2019. Um, and when we did, it was the world's first ever genetically engineered probiotic. This had never existed or come to market before. Um, and wow. so that was a really exciting thing. And it was, you know, something that when I started the company, I thought, wow, what a great thing to be able to hang my hat on. Um, but it meant that there was a lot of things we sort of had to pioneer uh, some trails that we had to blaze in terms of manufacturing and regulation and all these sorts of things. And so uh, I ended up taking three years for me to successfully bring the product to market. And only one of those years was R and D and the other two were all like logistics and things like that. And so right, it was right. a crazy journey, but um, you know, we did it. And so now we've been on the market for a year and it's been going, you know, going well. And we're, you know, we're working on, you know, the, the R and D pipeline is, is robust. We have a lot of other products and other things that we want to be, that we're building with the same technology. So so that's where we are. That's uh, sort of like the brief background on Zbiotics. See, now that, that's that's amazing. And what you said there um, was was really a fancy way of saying, you know, that hangover stomach 
that, <laughs> that, 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 that people get, you know, and, and I understand, you know, the, where you're coming from, you're not like promoting, you know, overindulgence, but it happens. You go out with your friends and, and, uh, you know, the game is on or whatever, and it just goes longer and you end up, you know, just drinking too much or for whatever Christmas parties, the next day you still got to work. You still have to function. And, you know, so this product that you, that you've created is, is there to, to help people with those, um, those situations. So real quick, what I wanted to, uh, to talk about though, is backing up, um, is gut health. Because that's something that, you know, me, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just, uh, just south of 50 here. So, you know, and when you start to get older, you know, you don't sound a day over 40. Let me just say that. Oh, I appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate it. Uh, but you know, as you, as you do get older, it's, you know, I, I used to be able to drink gasoline and and it would never bother me. But now if I have something a little spicy, my stomach just goes crazy. So, you know, yeah, I've been, I've been looking more and more into gut health. Um, and those, the, you know, the healthy bacteria, it's, it's completely over my head. Um, so is is was that like the starting point was gut health because they say uh, the gut is the second brain? Yeah, um, yeah. I think a lot has been made about how important. Like it's sort of this like, like with all things, sort of we you know we discover the importance or or, or the centrality of of something, and then we sort of and then everybody's really excited about it, and, and that's a good thing, of course. But like, yeah, I mean, you know, the microbiome has you know been around, obviously forever, but, um, only until only maybe in the last 20 years, have we really started to dig into and appreciate how important it is, uh, to the point where, you know, I would certainly call it another like organ of the body. Um, but you know, obviously, you know, I'm sure that people would medically disagree with me there, <laughs> but, but I mean, right, in terms right, of, yeah. uh, uh, of thinking about it, you know, in terms of like what you think about when you think of an organ, like a, when I say an organ, you know, I mean like your lungs or your heart or your stomach or whatever. Um, that, um, that, you know, it performs a function and it's very complex and it's very essential, um, for your, you know, well-being and survival. And the microbiome is, is so incredibly important. I mean, one of the, just to rattle off a few facts about the microbiome that always kind of blow my mind is, um, that, you know, the estimates have varied, uh, but generally speaking, you know, you roughly have about as many bacterial cells in your microbiome as you do human cells in your whole body, um, which is amazing, right? So you have as many bacteria, you are as much bacteria as you are human by sheer number, which is pretty cool. Um, and then I think what's even more cool than that is that like, uh, when you look at the number of, of genes, right? Like the genetic code. So your, every cell in your body expresses the same roughly 20,000 genes. Well, uh, they express them differently, but they, they encode uh, roughly the same 20,000 genes. But what's amazing is that all the bacterial cells in your microbiome are all very different. And so they all are, are, are encoding and expressing different genes. Um, and, and the number of genes that are encoded and expressed uh, in your microbiome, you know, vastly outweigh, I, I can't, you know, I used to have this number off the top of my head and I've forgotten, but it, you know, it's a hundredfold or a thousandfold higher than, um, than the number of, of genes that y- your human cells encode, which is amazing, right? When you think about it, if like a gene encodes a function, uh, essentially, in most mm-hmm. cases, um, that means your microbiome is executing hundreds or thousands of more different kinds of functions for your health than your own cells are, which is amazing, right? And so, and obviously, you know, some of those 
or many of those genes are, are, you know, for the health and benefit of the bacteria itself, but many of those end up resulting in benefit or, or at least effect on us. And so, so yeah, so it is a very important part of the body. Um, and it's, and the other thing that's very interesting about it is that it's constantly changing. Your microbiome changes day to day or even hour to hour, um, depending on, you know, what you're eating, how you're feeling, um, you know, what you're exposed to. Um, it's really an amazing thing. And, and, and that plasticity, that change is really, um, an opportunity in a lot of ways to have some sort of effect. Um, you know, it's an opportunity for scientists to intervene and have some sort of beneficial effect for you. And obviously we're just, or maybe it's not obvious, we're just sort of at the beginning stages of understanding that complexity of the microbiome and, and really having ways that we can meaningfully impact it. But that's, I mean, you know, sorry to kind of the long winded way around is, you know, to your question is that yes, like, uh, you know, looking at the microbiome and looking at the, at how bacteria affect us was in, you know, and how central gut health is to human health, um, was absolutely kind of a, a call to action for me. And, and one of the reasons I wanted to start at Zbiotics. And so if you think even about our first product, acid aldehyde, which as you said, is sort of, you know, has to do with what, what some would consider, you know, pretty, pretty frivolous activity, you know, having a few beers or whatever. Um, but, uh, you know, that acid aldehyde that I mentioned is extremely toxic and, uh, your, your gut is being exposed to this molecule and, and, uh, and, that, and that's not a good thing. And so, um, you know, having a bacteria in there that's on your side, you know, dealing with this acid aldehyde, uh, for you is, is certainly beneficial, you know, hopefully, you know, again, this is not something that, um, you know, I, I can say de definitively, uh, because that would require a lot of clinical testing, but, uh, uh, you know, this, the idea or the, the hope and the, the hypothesis behind the product was that, uh, that it would have a positive impact, um, beyond just, you know, the simple sort of like next day, you know, uh, beyond just the next day, um, is the goal. So this acid aldehyde, is it, it's, it's actually, uh, you said it's a molecule that's in alcohol itself. So it doesn't matter what type of drink you're, you're, you're having. It's, it's um, actually in the alcohol. Well, yeah. It, what's interesting is it's actually a byproduct. It is a byproduct of the alcohol itself. So what I mean by that is that when you drink, yeah, any drink, no matter what it is, if it has alcohol in it, when you ingest it, your body turns the alcohol in some small percentage of that of that specifically the alcohol itself, the ethanol, into acid aldehyde. Oh, um, and okay, so, okay. so if you're drinking a drink with alcohol in it, then then some percentage of that alcohol will become acetaldehyde in your body. Um, and, you know, there's uh, sort of, I can walk through the, you know, the metabolism of it a little bit more. Uh, if you're interested or if not, I can sort of spare you like the science. Uh, but, but generally speaking, um, you know, acetaldehyde is, is, is one of the kind of byproducts of your body dealing with alcohol. Um, and it's an undesirable byproduct. And so we thought we would, you know, and obviously when you're talking about drinking and sort of the effects it's having on your body, the alcohol or ethanol itself has it's has certain effects, um, some desirable, some undesirable. Um, but then, you know, also the acid aldehyde, this byproduct has some effects. And so we thought, I thought if I built something to deal with the acid aldehyde, that that would be beneficial or helpful. And so that, that's really kind of the fundamental idea. It, it is beneficial and, and, and helpful, um, in my opinion. Um, so what, what happens when, when, uh, you know, they, they do introduce the, the Z biotics, you know, probiotic, what, what happens then? 
If you, yeah. I mean, you, you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> like in, in the body, you mean? Right. So, so yeah. it's like, okay, I, I wake up, I'm hungover, my stomach's a mess. I'm going to have some bacon and eggs and that's not helping. Um, right. So, you know, I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm going to, you know, introduce this Z-Biotics to my, to my system. I'm going to drink this. That, well, I mean, what, what, what does the bacteria do? Yeah, absolutely. So, I'll, I'll, yeah, great. So, so interestingly, you actually take this product I, in a best case scenario, you take it actually before you start drinking. Okay. Um, and, and I think it's a really important thing, you know, and I'll get into the biology in a sec, but, um, about, um, uh, the mentality behind the product as well, that like, like the, that this product is meant for people who are planning ahead, right. And like thinking okay. responsibly about yeah. their drinking. Um, so, you know, as we sort of, you know, uh, you know, as I sort of cover before, it's like, you know, this is, this was never designed to be sort of like a get out of jail free card or anything, right? It wasn't meant to be like, do what you want and then don't suffer the consequences. It's more like, this is another tool in your toolbox if you're already thinking about being responsible, right? And so like you said, you know, sometimes you're going to go out and you're going to watch a game, you're going to have a few beers. And and even if you only have what you say you're going to have, that could still result in you not feeling, you know, great the next day. Um, or, you know, if you're having a special occasion, you go to a wedding or something, you know that you maybe are drinking more than, you normally would. Right, right. Um, and so you say to yourself, okay, in these situations, I want to do, I want to do the things that will, will support my body and, and set me up for a good next day um, and be responsible. So, you know, if you know you're drinking more than normal, if you're, you know, sort of responsible and thinking ahead, you're, you know, you're probably gonna make sure you're, you're pacing yourself, drinking plenty of water, making sure you ha- have organized a, a ride home um, and, you know, uh, get plenty of sleep. Uh, right. Don't drink on an empty stomach. All those rules about good sort of alcohol behavior, responsible alcohol behaviors. Um, and then, so then the idea was that z could be just one more thing you kind of put into that routine. Um, and so it happens before. So that's the thing where you say ahead of gotcha. time, okay, I'm taking right. responsibility here and then this is part of that. And it gives me another element of control. Um, and so, okay. So then now let's go to the biology. So you take, you, you, you drink our, our beverage is a small 15, uh, like a half ounce, um, uh, sort of like liquid shot, uh, very small, think like five hour energy or something along the, along those lines in terms of size. Um, and in there are, uh, you know, are the, are the live bacteria and they're in this very, um, is a very interesting bacteria and I, and I won't, (laughs) I won't nerd out too hard. Uh, but basically, uh, it's in a dormant like, uh, state. Um, and what's cool about that is it's extremely resilient when it's in that state. So it's shelf stable at room temperature, um, it can deal with like, you know, even, you know, large fluctuations in temperature during shipping and things like that and be completely fine. They've isolated this bacteria from like, like, uh, ice flows in like Antarctica and stuff, um, that are like thousands of years old and they're still totally fine. Uh, this is really amazing bacteria. Um, and that also means it can pass through your stomach acid without dying, which is not true for all bacteria. Um, but it is true for this one. And so then what happens is that it, after it passes your, th- your stomach, it gets into your small intestine. And once it's there, it senses that it's in a beneficial environment, that there's nutrients available, that you know there's not this crazy caustic pH like in the stomach. And so what happens is it wakes up. Um, and then once it's in your intestines, it just sort of floats down the river of your intestines. Um, and while it's doing that, it has been engineered to express uh, an enzyme that breaks down acetaldehyde. And this is an enzyme very similar to one your liver uses to break down acetaldehyde. And so what we've really done is just move this trait, this, this function of, of acetaldehyde removal 
uh, from the liver into the gut, basically, by engineering this bacteria to do this function. Um, and so as it floats down the river, it's expressing this enzyme, and any acetaldehyde that it comes across, um, it's going to um, turn into acetate, um, which is an innocuous molecule. Uh, essentially, it's vinegar. Um, and so it's something that that is definitely not uh, uh, bad for you. If anything, it might be, you know, there's uh, evidence that, it, that, that's, that molecule is actually beneficial to your microbiome. Um, so that's the idea. And so the bacteria are just basically in your intestines, you know, usually for most people for around 18 to 24 hours, they sort of slowly float down the river um, and you pass them out after about a day. Um, and so any alcohol that you drink after um, you drink Z-biotics, um, so basically what happens is that that ethanol, that alcohol enters in, uh, passes through your stomach, same thing, you know, most of that alcohol is absorbed into your bloodstream. Um, and it has the effects that alcohol has. Um, and then it is processed by your liver. Um, and, and, and that's what happens to most of the alcohol you drink. However, what's interesting and underappreciated is that a small amount of the alcohol is actually metabolized by your microbiome in your gut before it's absorbed into the bloodstream. And so when that happens, that alcohol that's processed by the microbiome is largely turned into acetaldehyde. And so your, your gut ends up being this, um, the major source of acetaldehyde in the body. And, and then once acetaldehyde is produced in the gut, it can then be absorbed in the bloodstream and sort of like wreak havoc throughout the body. And so what's happening is that we're really just completing the reaction. And, and so, so when the alcohol is turned into acetaldehyde in the gut, um, our bacteria then hopefully will turn that acetaldehyde into acetate. Um, and, uh, and before it can be, a, before that acetaldehyde can be absorbed in the bloodstream. And so that's really how it works. Um, wow. is it's really just sort of, you know, I'll be damned. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's a preventative thing rather than right. a hangover cure. Exactly. exactly. Right. Okay. So a- after that explanation, my, my first question is going to be, so then does, does it re- relieve the liver a little bit of some of the stress that it would normally go through? I mean, you know, realistically, not probably not really, because as I say, the majority of the alcohol you drink is going to be absorbed into your bloodstream and be processed by the liver. And so, yes, eventually, basically what would happen is that that small amount of acetaldehyde. So, you know, a lot of these things sort of like dose makes the poison, right? So even though it's a small amount of acetaldehyde, um, it's a very toxic molecule, so it can cause a lot of damage. That small amount of acetaldehyde will be processed eventually, without antibiotics, will eventually be processed by the liver. That being said, the major strain you're putting on your liver when you drink is the, is dealing with the, the alcohol itself for the most part. Okay. Um, and so the acetaldehyde, you know, is something the liver has to deal with. Although, I, you know, I would argue that that's sort of like a minor concern. And so it's far more around kind of, you know, ideally reducing the amount of your exposure to acetaldehyde um, uh, uh, systemically, you know, outside of the gut. Does it work with anything else like, like coffee or, or any other, uh, you know, some, any, any other acidic thing that would, that would cause stomach Oh, uh, issues. no. So like, this is really, like I say, it's very specifically very, engineered okay. this bacteria. Uh-huh. Like, so like, and, and so, you know, um, it's a bacteria you already eat every day of your life. Um, uh, the bacteria we use, it's, it's called B subtilis. Um, and, uh, and it's something that is, you know, you ubiquitous, uh, in the environment. Um, so, you know, if you eat fresh fruits and vegetables, it's very likely on those. And so, you know, and then, so, so, the effects that that bacteria just have normally on sort of your, your gut, on your microbiome, 
we haven't really altered that in any way. All we've done is just add in one extra thing, which is a function normally performed by your liver that now is able to be done, you know, more upstream basically in the gut. I mean, you're, th- this is blowing me away. It really is because, it, you know, all of this stuff, I mean, is this, this, uh, I, I mean, I, I suppose it's called microbiology, right? Yes. Yeah. The field. So this, this microbiology, um, you, you engineer this bacteria and then you, you like, you know, culture it or grow it. Excuse my ignorance. Uh, no, 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 I'm no, not, I'm not a scientist, but it's yeah, very, very it's, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, basically, yeah. And, you know, I think what you're kind of leaning into is, is exactly, you know, and, and your previous question as well, right. About coffee. And you mentioned earlier around like eating spicy foods and mm-hmm. uh, I'll tell you, I've had the same, I love spicy food, but as I, uh, you know, I uh, advance in age myself, um, I have comes, noticed, yeah. I have noticed, uh, how much worse that, that, the, the kind of the downstream effects of that are. Uh, and so, uh, of personal interest to me is building a probiotic bacteria that could deal with that or many other kind of issues that we deal with. And then, and, and that's exactly the, you know, the types of examples I'm thinking of with this technology that we can engineer, like I said, at the beginning, any biological function on the planet into a bacteria theoretically. And so, so really, if you can think of a problem, particularly if it's sort of gut derived or have your access to that problem in some way in the gut, um, you know, that's a great candidate for something we can do. And so these are things we are actively pursuing and sort of like engineering different functions into the gut and, and having that effect. And so um, basically, yeah, the idea is that we take, you know, this, this ubiquitous bacteria, be subtleist, and then we really like move using uh natural sort of um mechanisms that bacteria have evolved over the last three billion years um uh for dna uptake we leverage those um and and we and we and we basically facilitate a situation in which the bacteria takes up the gene that we want them to um that that encodes for this you know useful function and so you know that's done you know in, in the lab and then we have ways that we can select for the bacteria that take up that function we want. And then, um, and then we remove that selection. And so, so at the end of the day, what we have is just a bacteria that looks exactly the same as, as the parent bacteria, but has this new function. And then we grow that up. As you said, we culture that uh, in the lab um, at high numbers and we do, you know, rigorous testing on it. Uh, You know, we live in an amazing time where I can send out uh, a sample um, in the mail and then two days later, um, I can get a response, uh, where, and, and it has the, literally the entire genome sequence of that bacteria, um, you know, base for base. And, and that's amazing because when you think about how far we've come, I mean, it used to be like it took us, you know, I don't know how long, but, you know, many years to just sequence a single human genome. Uh, and that was only 20 years ago. Um, and so, uh, you know, the rapidity and ease with which we can get this thing done, that is great because it allows us to make sure that. We know what changes we've made and that we've made only those changes and nothing else. And, and so that speaks to sort of the safety and functionality of the product. And then after we do all these different tests, um, then we start, you know, uh, doing all the other kind of hoops and requirements like uh, regulatory requirements and the, and the legal requirements and the manufacturing and all those things. Right. And then yeah. put in a product and uh, put it in a bottle and we ship it to you. So <laughs> that's how it works. Well, see that that that's really cool. That you know, that was going to be a question of mine. That's why where I was going with the coffee and the spicy foods is. I mean, is that something that you are looking into? And you answered that question. Is is yeah? Because I mean, that that would be the the next step. I would think you know is uh, totally. you know, hey, I'm going to go out to the Indian restaurant or you know the the you know 
I'm reminded of that movie with Ben Stiller. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, Along King Polly. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. You know? yeah. So if he had something like that beforehand, he might not have right. suffered so much. That's I, the I, idea. Like, I, I really envision that. And I think about my own, you know, things that I would like to be better, right, in my life. And, I, you know, and then I'm like, hey, I could build that. And, and you know, maybe other people find that as well. And then, you know, we go out and we ask people and we sit around and we think about fun ideas. And so that's probably the most fun part of the job is honestly thinking about all the cool things that we can do with this product and thinking about how we get them done. And so, you know, we have seven or eight products in the pipeline right now that we're building and nice. testing. And so yeah. I think there's all kinds of really exciting and fun things we can do all across the board. You know, it's certainly not, definitely was never meant to be sort of, a company that was focused on or related to drinking or anything or vice or anything like that. It's really more about like all the really cool kind of functionality we can create for, uh, for people, uh, to live healthier. I mean, we call it like, you know, making healthy people healthier. Yeah. You know, because it, that, that's interesting. Um, it's a, it's about two months ago and I, I love curry, you know, yeah, I yeah. really love, and I may, I make this spicy coconut curry oh, and, and I'm, Oh, it was awesome. And I, and I made it a few, it was a couple of months, two months ago. And, uh, I, I ate the hell out of it. And, uh, <laughs> about 12 hours later, I told my yeah. wife, I said, I think my, my days of eating curry are over with because oh. I was, uh, I said that that's just it. You know what I mean? So, so, you know, hurry up with that. Yeah, right. <laughs> that one, um, Cur- curry up, right? Yeah. No, I, uh, I can completely empathize. I just, you know, I love spice food. Now go to like a Thai restaurant or something and eat, right. they would ask you like, you know, how spicy do you want it? And I, you know, I don't, you know, hot, like make it spicy as you like, you know, and, uh, now it's sort of, I have to this have this like shameful, put my head down and be like mild, please. Yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> Because I know uh, what will happen if I don't. So, so yeah, I agree with you. Uh, it's 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 definitely on the list. How big? Uh, I got a couple of questions about the product itself. Yeah. Um, now, so so the bacteria is obviously contained in the bottle. What what's? I'm just curious because um, you know before we hopped and started recording, I was telling you about you know Yakult that that is right, here. Right. Um, I, I'm. You know, and they and they say it's it's like culture. I, I'm curious, what's the vehicle? I mean, what is the bacteria actually? What is the juice? I guess. Yeah, I yeah. Say. So it, it's definitely not yogurt because that would be really gross to drink before <laughs> before yeah. you know having a beer or something. Uh, no, so it's uh, so you know with your cold, it's sort of like you know they milk, yogurt is like this sort of interesting sort of ancient fermented food uh, where we took milk or milk products and and then put bacteria in them and let them sort of ferment that in mm-hmm. some way. And then now yogurt is very different than that. Mostly it's just bacteria added in later or whatever, or they add in milk cultures as they do it. it it's, you know, it's far more processed than it used to be. But, um, but generally speaking, you know, what we have is just, it's just water. Uh, and we add a little bit of flavor. Um, and then we add, so basically when we grow the bacteria, we grow them in this big fermenter. Um, and then we remove all the, we sort of like, you know, centrifuge down all of the, bacterial cells and then remove all the media that we grew the bacteria in. And then we freeze dry, uh, those bacterial cells. So we just kind of remove all the liquid from it. And it just, and so then the resulting product is just a powder. Um, and, and that powder is the bacterial cells. Um, and so then you can, we can ship that to a bottler and they, uh, treat it like they would any other powder, any other ingredient. So, you know, just like you would like, um, you know, whatever you know, sugar or flavoring or salt or, you know, whatever it is you put uh, into a, a drink. Um, um, and so, um, 
they just take water and they mix in our powder, which has our, you know, a known amount of the powder, which has a known amount of bacteria in it. And then they add, we added in a little bit of flavoring just because the bacteria itself actually has pretty much no flavor. So, you know, we got the feedback from people when they tried it, that it'd be nice if it had a little something on the tongue um, and that's it. And so it's just a little liquid water shot. And so it's, it's just like you're recommending just one of those prior to a, a, a night out. Exactly. That's yeah, That's enough. One. One for the night is, is it should be more than enough. Um, you know, the amazing thing is, so is that, and this is truly the innovation and the exciting thing and, uh, is that we have a, a live bacteria like that's on the job, right? It's, it's like, it's the first sort of product of this variety where it's alive and being alive, it means it can abs- execute that function over and over and over again, right? So that a single bacteria can process many molecules of acetaldehyde as opposed to sort of your traditional kind of small molecule, um, you know, like as an example, like, um, you know, aspirin or, you know, these supplements that are like plant extracts, right? Those are all sort of small molecules and they work as an individual molecule kind of has like one action and then like it's used up, right? It either binds to something or whatever, but it's used up, right? But this is more like kind of like an assembly line machine, right? That like you can process many things through. So that makes it a lot more potent, um, which is exciting, right? And so with a very small amount, uh, relatively speaking, of bacteria, uh, we can accomplish a lot. Um, And so that is one of the great powers of this technology. So let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the business side of it. Was that something that you were were prepared for or getting prepared for when you knew you wanted to to do this? You said it took you... uh, like, like what would what you say two years to, uh, yeah. to just do the business side of it? Right. Yeah. What was I, that I journey like? I definitely thought I was prepared and I definitely was not at all. Uh, it was the, for sure sort of, you know, hubris or, or, or arrogance on my part to think that like, you know, look, if I just do the science, like the thing that I am trained to do and I can, and I know how to do that, the rest of it will be easy and it'll take care of itself. That like the science will be the hard part, you know? And, and as it turns out, of course, um, if anything, the science is probably like the easiest part, all things considered. <laughs> right. uh, you know, so I, I've learned, I mean, it's been awesome. It's been really a great experience kind of learning on the job. Um, that's one of the fun things I think about being a founder of a small company is you get to kind of wear a lot of hats. Obviously, it adds a lot of stress and you make a lot of mistakes and, and all those things. But um, at the end of the day, you know, I, I get to I get to do a really, you know, I get to constantly be learning and, and trying new things. And so that's what it's been like. It's been a lot of, of you know, uh, you know, making mis- making mistakes and turning them into learning opportunities, and but but yeah, but it's been great, and and so you know, there's logistics which I felt a little bit more capable of um, handling, uh, but uh, even there it was a lot of learning. But then you know, that doesn't even take into account all the work we were doing to sort of build a brand and like speak to consumers, right? right. And, yeah, and and all and marketing. I mean, like I don't know the first thing about that. And it's funny, you think you do because you're a consumer and you're exposed to marketing all the time, but it turns out it is way different than at least than I thought. Um, and so it's been, it's been a humongous learning curve for me. And, and thankfully I've got good people on my team who know a lot more than I do that have been helping me. But early on, it was just me and my co-founder who also didn't really have a marketing background or anything. And so we sort of had to kind of figure that out together. Um, and, and so that was kind of a, that was a fun experience, uh, but very challenging, definitely. Oh yeah. I mean that, and that's, that's what, uh, you know, I hear a lot from, 
you know, startups and, and early business. We just ran into so many things. Even, even our own CEO says that, you know, cause I've been with, you know, telework pH since the, the early days, well, since the beginning, really. Um, there's just so many things that you just run into uh, that you, you, you didn't even know it was a thing. Totally. <laughs> yeah, it's you know. crazy. I mean, that, that's like probably the best way to put it. Like, I didn't even know that that was a thing. Uh, and it turns out it's not only a thing, it's like a, it's a whole industry. And it's <laughs> right. like, like just the, the company that ships like the ingredient from one warehouse to another is like a whole like, like thing, you know, and like, it, it's, just, right. it's just crazy, all that stuff. So, so totally. Uh, it was, it's amazing how many things are things uh, <laughs> when, when, when you're on a business. Because I mean, then, you, then it boils out. You get you need bookkeeping, you need accounting, you need uh, legal. Uh, yeah. There's just yeah, there's there's a there's a lot of things. But it seems like you got a you know a pretty good handle on on uh, on what's going on. Your website looks nice. I like this. Uh, oh, thank I've, you. I've been checking it out. Uh, so for 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 those of you who well, all of you obviously don't know. Uh, I met Zach because I sent him a cold email. Um, which he declined, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, lo- looking at this, I thought, man, I got to get this, this on, because this is just one of the most unique things that I have, I have ever seen, um, ever. Hey, I, I do want to circle back because I wrote some things down here while we were talking. Um, totally. And, you know, I, I probably have like a gazillion questions, uh, but it would really probably take – uh, six years. I'd have to get my own PhD because, <laughs> you, you know, when you're when you're t- doing your your uh, descriptions of, of of what you're doing, I just want to say how. You know how yeah. how how are you doing this? And then like, well, I'm not even going to open that up because I know that that's just uh, that's just way too much. I want to circle around uh, to what you something you said earlier that really stood out to me about the gut health. And how you said that the the bacteria in the gut is ever changing, um, and it, you know the, the the so so many factors, and and you had mentioned, um, I believe you said mood or stress. So yeah. the, those are those actually change the the bacteria in the gut, um, and the reason why I bring this up is because I know that a lot of our listeners are you know, in business and there's a lot of stress in business. Yeah. So um, if the, if there's any anything you could touch up on that, that'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's fascinating, and, and you know, I'll, I'll preface this by saying that we know that these if these factors and effects exist. Uh, we don't necessarily know all the details of their impact or how we can change them. But it is ex- extremely fascinating to know that, like, ex- that yeah, that stress. Or, for instance, you know, if you kind of run a business, uh, you also are are not unfamiliar with uh, not getting enough sleep, uh, and not and even that, um, sleeping less. Um, has an effect on the microbiome, and uh, it's it's really amazing. I mean, really everything um, you do does, and the way that sort of one of the mechanisms for how that happens, it seems crazy to think that the bacteria would respond to how you feel, um, which feels like a very sort of non-tangible thing, um, uh, is that, you know, when you're stressed or, or when you're uh, you know, in under duress or, or uh, didn't sleep enough, um, you know, your body releases all different kinds of chemical signals to either deal with that or in response to that. And what's amazing is that there is this incredible back and forth flow or really chemical communication between your body and the microbiome. And I know that sounds maybe a little woo woo, but um, it's, it, it, you know, the, uh, it's probably just the words I'm choosing 
uh, describing because it's very biochemical and uh, and a totally uh, legitimate thing is well documented. So the bacteria that are living in your gut are basically constantly taking up molecules, breaking them down, changing them, using parts of them and sort of spitting out uh, in products that they don't need. But, you know, one man's, you know, trash is another man's treasure. Uh, and another bacteria will take up that, 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 you know, in product and, and kind of, you know, work it around and use it for what it needs and then spit something else out. And, and so it's very interesting this, you can imagine sort of network arises of all these bacteria that are taking up certain things and spitting out others. And all of that, that sort of communication also starts to happen with your body that like these downstream outputs of the bacteria are spit out into your, you know, into the gut and then absorbed into the bloodstream and vice versa. These things that your body is producing these hormones and chemicals are in, in the blood and, and, and then get, you know, absorbed back into the gut through diffusion and, and they affect um, the microbiome. So, you know, if you secrete molecule A and there is a small number of bacteria that like molecule A or can use molecule A in some way, they'll start to grow out as, as molecule A becomes available to them. And so, and so you can imagine, you know, as your mood changes, these, the molecules that the gut has access to is uh, changes. And so that has an effect and, and, you know, what that effect is and what um, sort of the downstream consequences of that effect are, um, is, you know, are all, are, are really like, you know, a hot area of study and, and are very exciting frontier in the field of microbiology and microbiome research. But, um, it, you know, you can imagine when you think about it that way, that like literally anything you do is going to change this community. Um, and sometimes in really drastic ways. And obviously wow. some things have small effects, but some things have really, really big effects. Um, and so that, that's an amazing, uh, concept. Oh, it really is. And, and what you just described, man, that's, there's a lot going on down there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think mean, one, of the, one of the most interesting things for me is the idea is, is the ways in which the mic, like the microbiome, you know, we were just talking about sort of how we affect our microbiome, but I think what's even more amazing is how our micro, our microbiome affects us and our mood, which is fascinating. And, and there is really good evidence um, to show that they do, that it does, that your microbiome can affect your mood. Um, it can, you know, it can affect, um, how much of, you know, certain molecules that make you feel good, uh, you have or, or not, um, can affect your sleep cycle. It can affect your appetite, which is amazing, right? Like the idea that you could, you know, feel a craving for like, you know, you're supposed to eat salad, right? But you feel a craving for a burger. And in part that is due to the microbiome. Um, and, and that's a really interesting thing. Like they've done these experiments in mice where they sh- where they transfer in sort of the microbiome uh, of an obese mouse versus a, a lean mouse into a into a, a mouse that had no microbiome, um, and they show that the the one who got these two mice are identical, and the one that got the obese microbiome started eating more uh, than the than the than the identical mouse that just got a lean microbiome. The only thing that's different about them is the bacteria in their gut and their their eating behavior changed. I mean, that's like mind blowing to me, right? You think you're in control of your body, but uh, you know your microbiome has a say in the things you do, which is pretty so, crazy. So it's I'm going to say this and I'm, I'm not, it might come out a little strange, but it's so, but so basically like, you know, when I'm craving Big Macs and I know I should, I should, you know, be eating something else that I don't even know if I can say Big Mac on the show, but I am. (laughs) So, so if, if, if I'm craving a fast food burger, right, right. um, It's, it's like the, the bacteria that, that, that feed off of those molecules, sending that information to, my uh, my brain i guess uh telling me to go get this yeah i mean you know among <laughs> other things it's obviously not quite 
Like that's not, you know, there, there are many like factors. A, that kind a, of, simp- that, a simplified, that, a simplified right. version. Right. But that is, that's part of it. Yeah. Like that, like, you know, that you eat certain foods and that changes your microbiome in a way that, um, you know, then there's sort of this positive feedback loop that, that it, the microbiome wants more of that. And so, and, and consequently you feel symptoms of like hunger or whatever, or craving for a certain type of macronutrient like fat, um, that in a great, uh, in a, to a greater volume than you would have otherwise. And, and, and that in part is due to your microbiome constitution and response, which is crazy um, to think about, right? But yeah, you're it, craving. It really is. Back. It is. It is because, because yeah. has now, I mean, it, it's opening up, uh, you know, a few other questions, like, you know, about uh, chocolate and sugar and stuff like that, um, where, where, you know, you get that, that, that feeling from certain foods, that peaceful feeling. And I'm just wondering if, if, uh, if that's the beginning stages of that, you know, you're, you're satisfying that, that craving, uh, for, for that, that's that specific bacteria. In, in part, uh, you know, obviously, the, okay. you know, uh, like for instance, with like, with chocolate or things like that, that sort of give you that signal. I mean, there are also direct effects that the molecules in that food are having on your brain and, uh, in terms right, of like, right. you know, satisfaction of urge and, and reward system. So it's not totally, it's not all due to the microbiome, but what's interesting is learning the role that the microbiome is playing. Cause we used to assume that there was sort of this direct hard line between our mouth and our brain. Um, but we're learning that there's actually this other circuit, um, that, you know, the mouth to the gut, to the microbiome, to the brain, um, which is also incredibly fascinating. Um, and, and, and as I say, an opportunity. Uh, for understanding as well as um, for improvement. Um, so that that's a, it's just, it's so exciting. So let's look at Z-Biotics next five years. Where, where do you, where do you see it going? Uh, I hope that in five years we have, you know, multiple products on the market. Um, uh, we're well known. Uh, you know, I, I'd love for it to be kind of a household name. I love for Z-Biotics to be kind of synonymous with genetically engineered probiotics. Uh, we're the first and currently only, uh, uh, on the market. And, you know, as we, as we release more, uh, hopefully we'll get more visibility and people will, you know, and the goal is not, you know, obviously our, our own, our, com- our company's successes would be great, but uh, bigger than that is what, and really what the mission of the company is, is, is around sort of, um, uh, sort of displaying the possibility and the potential for this technology more broadly read. I hope that in five years, uh, maybe maybe five years is too short of a timeline, but I hope that maybe in like ten years that there are several companies with genetically engineered probiotics in the market. This is an exciting field, and and and, and consumers and, and the public are excited about what this technology can do to benefit their lives and, and humanity. Uh, you know, we've only talked about sort of like the fun things, like you know, spicy foods and you know, uh, alcohol and things like that. But like, there's all kinds of things. Obviously, we can do this technology in terms of allowing people to acquire nutrients more efficiently, which means, you know, in places where, where, you know, people don't have ready, ready access to a diversity of foods and, and all the nutrients they need, um, uh, that like probiotic could help supplement there and, um, or allowing people to sort of resist disease or all kinds of crazy things that they're really become more and more important as we have this sort of growing population uh, on this planet. And so the, all the potential, uh, for genetically engineered, probiotics. Um, hopefully, you know, I, I hope that Zbiotics is, is on the way to sort of leading the charge, getting the public excited, um, and, and really making a difference uh, in that, in sort of defining that category and its potential. 
Absolutely. I can see it going in this direction, especially, uh, you know, it, it's, it's pioneering. You know, there's, there's no precedent to it. There's nothing else like it, um, you know, and, and what you're doing there. Um, the, the possibilities are endless. And like you said, you know, you know, even, even getting into uh, more serious medical issues that are related to, to gut bacteria um, or, or whatever, you know, could, could be quite beneficial, uh, you know, not, not just for recreational purposes, but for, for medicinal purposes. So. Absolutely. And, you know, the idea here is that like, right, like it's access, like what's amazing, you know, we, we know how to give people a new biological function. It's just very inefficient and expensive right now in terms of like purified enzymes or biologic drugs. But what's amazing about bacteria is they self-replicate, right? And so you can get a lot of them for very, in a very, very uh, inexpensively. Um, and so this is a way to provide, you know, really like, you know, democratic and global access um, to an amazing uh, technology that can really provide a lot of benefit and, uh, you know, and, and not, and have it be highly affordable. And so I think that that is kind of the ultimate vision, right? Is that we can do a lot of things to positively affect everybody's body, um, not just people who can afford it. So when you, you said they replicate. So when you, when you engineer this, you know, you, you make these changes to this bacteria they they replicate with those changes yeah yeah exactly so oh, basically what we wow. do is we edit the you know the source code or the blueprint right the ge- the genome the genetic uh information and so that you know code is how the bacteria when the bacteria replicates itself it follows that code and it replicates that code exactly um and so then you know when one bacteria makes two um both of those bacteria will should it, you know, in most, in the vast majority of cases should be identical, um, including at their genet- at the genetic level. And so if we sort of introduce an intentional edit to the genome, then every sort of progeny from that original bacteria that we edited should maintain that edit. And, and, and like I say, and that's where genetic sequencing comes in and we ensure that that's the case and, and all that. Um, but that's, that's the power of, oh, of uh, okay. that's, genetic that's, engineering in, in microbes. Yeah, that's a hell of a lot more efficient than what I was thinking. Oh, which is just like editing all of them. Like yeah, that's all, I, that, no, that, we just <laughs> we just edit one, and then we okay. take that one, and then we grow it, and it makes many, many more of itself. Which is just it's sort of like you know you take a you know take a seed right, and and you plant right. it, and then you get a bunch more seeds, and you can plant all those, and right, and it's you know that's the amazing thing about life, right? Is it's self replicating, and so it's like you know the analogy would be if you were to be able to put like you know whatever like a uh, a Tylenol into a, into a big vat and, and then, you know, cover it up for a few days and then come back and there would be like, you know, tens of thousands of Tylenol pills in there, <laughs> which would be amazing. Right. But that's obviously not how that works. <laughs> right. So we take advantage of the fact that, uh, that, that, that the bacteria do a lot of the hard, the heavy lifting for us. So where, where is this available? How, how somebody listened to the podcast, wanted to get, you know, get a case of this or whatever. Um, you know, how, how do you sell it? Where do you sell it? How can they get it? Do they got to order online? How, do, how does it go? Yeah. 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 So uh, right now we sell, you know, exclusively through our website, which is zbiotics.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, that's, you know, pretty much the only way you can get it right now doing a few little pilots and some retail and stuff like that. But for right now, you know, the vast majority is, is ordering on our website. Got it. I'll put that link in the description for the podcast so that um, anybody, they could just, just click that link and head over to the website and, and, and buy as much of it or as little of it, I guess, yeah. as, uh, as they want. 
if 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 you hear this podcast right and you know you think like the product is cool or whatever but uh but you know the science was really interesting or that that was exciting to you you know we do try really hard to provide more value than just kind of product um and so our website has a lot of information there but we also you know share little science facts and interesting information uh on our Instagram and our, in our Facebook and, and our Twitter accounts as well. And so, um, you know, if you're, if you want to get like, you know, fun, fun, interesting microbiome facts or microbiology or what kind of science affects our daily lives, all that stuff is available to you. So uh, maybe I'll share those, um, links with you as well. And then you can post. Them. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'll put all those links in the, uh, in the description. So every, you know, you know, education, you know, get, getting yourself educated and, and, and learning as much as possible is always the key to understanding, um, you know, especially when it comes to health. Zach, it has been, a, I mean, a real pleasure, very informative. Thank you so much for, for joining us. Um, and, and I know that we really only, you know, with the tip of the iceberg, I guess they say, we only just brushed up on the whole uh, technology and, and science behind what you're doing there. But I'm pretty sure that everybody has a pretty good idea of of what what's going on and and how far this can go totally um yeah well it was a ton of fun uh, i love your favorite topic love talking about it so uh thank you so much for the opportunity and that will wrap it up for this installment of telecast ph i've been BizDev jeff your host thank you for listening and a special thank you to zach for taking the time to talk with us now if you like this podcast please go ahead and subscribe and if you're on the youtube channel I'd really appreciate it if you would like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell so you'll be notified when I upload new content. And I'm always looking for great feedback, so comments are always welcome. And of course, if you want to find out more about Telework PH, what we do, and how we can help your business scale up quicker, all you got to do is hop on over to www.teleworkph.com or hit me up on LinkedIn. Just search BizDevJeffThompson or the hashtag BizDevJeff. And as the late, great Dr. Wayne Dyer said, in a world where you can be anything, be kind. Take care, everyone. Be safe. This is BizDevJeff, signing off.